to avoid legal snags, tell people that they're being recorded. Jeremy, welcome to a a fairly queer podcast. You're being recorded. Wow, Sam, that's a groundbreaking revelation. Hey, everyone. Yes, this is indeed this edition of a fairly queer podcast where us queers uh, go into things in as fairly queer a manner as we can. And queer things are fairly dissected, discussed, and sometimes disgusted. But here we are. Here we are. Dissected, disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Disseminated. Oh, wait. That's that oh, my goodness. That's I the, think that, that's, that's, that other, other that's that other podcast. Yeah, that, that Triple yeah. D. Triple the other, D girls. The other, that's the other podcast. That's the other other white meat. Oh, they are both some other white meat. But now we're just, now I'm talking trade. All right. How are you, Sam? Um, I'm doing okay. I was not doing very well. I know. I know. For a while. We had, we had talked a couple of times this past week. I, I guess I should talk about that. Yeah. Let's open well, up with where we've been. Let's walk up with where we've been, and then sort of we can go into uh, a live that we just did on Instagram, and like because it's yeah. sort of the live was because of this, and because yeah. Anyway, I will stop talking about what I'm going to say and start saying what I'm going to say. So I had, um, I just moved to Pennsylvania to take care of my mother who's not doing well, and you know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I moved, and I had, you know, some situations on the road that made me like kind of sad and it was scary and I um yeah I got back and I was like fine for the first three days but then like after that I just sort of just started to spiral out of control and not be able to like take charge of my emotions I was a total wreck I was a puddle of anxiety like I I relate it to like You've heard of uh, Grand Mall, uh, Grand Mall. What's it called? Grand Mall um, migraines. Is mm-hmm. that a term you're familiar with? Like they're I really, not cluster, are they? The really bad ones. Okay, I thought. Yeah, maybe I know them as cluster migraines. Continue. I think they might be. Yeah, it might be a different term for that. But I like relate it to like having a headache versus like having a Grand Mall migraine. It was like so much worse than any anxiety I'd ever experienced, and it lasted for. Days and days, days. Without, with days, four days without end. It was awful. Like there was points where I felt fine, but it, they were very short lived. And even in points where I felt fine, it was like it didn't feel real because my body was just like so out of whack. Um, so I ended up making the decision, I think one or two days ago to I think it was yesterday night. No, no. It was two days ago, the, the, the evening of the two of two days ago to I went to the hospital. I drove to the yeah. hospital and I checked into the emergency room. and I said, I am having a panic attack and I'm having a um, I'm having a, a per, uh, what's it called? Uh, an emotional uh, mental health crisis. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's what I said. So they checked me in. It was really scary. They took my blood pressure, which was super fucking high, apparently. Um, and, um, yeah, and they, they helped me and they prescribed me some medication. And now 
I'm on that medication and it is helping. Um, Trying to be sparing with it because I'm still waiting for my Medicaid to kick in for Kentucky or excuse me from uh, for, for Pennsylvania since I just moved. Yeah. So hopefully like when that starts getting fixed up, then I can, you know, start seeing someone that's not an emergency room person and maybe like get on a, like a normal regimen, but it was scary. It was scary to be at a place where you felt like, like just this sense of impending doom and nothing like it was like out of body experiences. Like I was looking at myself, like hovering over myself. It was terrible. It was truly the worst. Um, So yeah, it was scary. And I feel like for people like, I mean, being in quarantine, that's bad enough. But that doesn't stop people from having other problems. That doesn't stop the world from like, you know, the world kind of sucks like outside of outside of a pandemic. So you put a pandemic on top of it, people are bound to reach their breaking point and crash. And I I certainly did. And honestly, like even now, it's been like two days since I've been taking medication and starting to relax. Like I still feel it. I still feel and we'll talk a little bit later about like, you know, chemical reasons why people might be still feeling like those signs of like weird physiological uh, reactions even when they're feeling calmer because let me tell you being really anxious for a really long time it's going to fork up your chemicals in your body and it's it's bad yeah it fucks up your body yeah um and that's why and other things come along like there's a chain of there's a chain of reactions that comes from the interactions with our with our thoughts, our feelings, our activities, the choices we make in our physical body, and then what happens, what, you know, it's, it's an interactive system. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, I know, uh, that you express the, expressed, um, your, your, um, situation to me. And that's why before, uh, recording, I thought that I think in the next section, it would be very important to just talk about feeling better for better and for worse. Yeah. Because I think like the, the biggest theme for me, and I've said this before, but I think it bears reminding is that like, we're in a bottleneck situation, right? If, if the flow of your life, um, has gone a certain way, the scenario we're in right now is kind of twisting it into things getting more intense or going faster or going slower. When we're in a time space warp right now. Yeah. And there's a lot and we'll, and we will um, have different filters at different points in which we connect with the scenario in different ways. You know, like at some point I, I just want to have a fucking episode. That's not, (laughs) that's not based in the scenario, like a quarantine slash, this bug and bottleneck free zone, which I think is important, but um, because it is doing things that are squeezing us, that are making things more intense, I've had conversations and it's like, yeah, this is like becoming famous. <laughs> Whatever's already there in you, if you're already a little bit of a monster, the monstrosities yeah. will be there. If you're a decent person and you, and you have a grounded sense of yourself and your mission in the world, then it gives you an even bigger, better 
more global platform for being a loving human being and a loving soul. And this is the same thing that's happening. Sometimes we crack and and sometimes we um we grow and evolve. Sometimes we find ourselves being heroic in ways we didn't think we were capable of. So I say those things are all happening in us to simultaneous so that it can look like new forms and shades of depression and anxiety or feeling like we're going to lose our shit um, or feeling extra heroic or feeling um, new senses of clarity about who we are and what we're doing in this life. So I just want to recognize those things out there. And very briefly, it's like um, this week I've had my ups and downs as well. Um, it's the most important thing that has been making me feel good is being in touch with people, people who I enjoy being in touch with, people who I just kind of reach out to and say, hey, you know, you mean something to me. Um, please let me know that you're okay. Let's talk. Let's FaceTime. Let's actually keep these commitments because either locally or non-locally, this is what we have for now. And again, like the thing that I'm most excited about is the minute where we know that it's time for us to go and gather. I just want to be around people. I want to be around their bodies and their eyes and their, and their hugs and like that's already something that I know has been a problem for me. I travel a lot and I'm kind of a hermit. Um, I'm lovely to be around with a one-on-one. I do get social. Ang- I've gotten uh, a real uh, notice on my social anxiety in other situations because of the work I've done with Alaska. And, you know, being in meet and greets is an intense experience. Um, being around that energy is an intense experience for people who are on the working side of it, performing and meet and greets and costuming and learning, having a learning curve with hair. And then um, people who, who who project all over you and project all over your best friend and then interprojections of whether you think these people are healthy when they're in a meet and greet or not. Like, I realize I've got some anxiety and some insomnia and um, I'm hoping that I can really work through and heal some of these things in this time. It's an opportunity to heal. It's an opportunity to evolve. And that's really anything that's been going on on Earth. We, uh, any sentience has an opportunity to, to evolve from a blade of grass to a continent, you know? So I know that's big and wobbly, but I don't know. I just feel very alive. <laughs> and I'm happy to feel very alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Sorry, I'll stop. Uh, what's what is that, Sam? Oh, it's from the I, most recent episode of Drag Race. Yeah, have you actually watched it from the beginning? No, to end, Sam? Yeah, I, I only just watched the clips. It's impossible to escape them on Instagram anyway, so you might as well just watch them. Yeah, yeah. No, but what Jeremy's talking about is very important, and it's super important to like have a sense of self have a sense of your environment i think one of the reasons that we're seeing like i mean people even started to um to talk about this before quarantine even happened with the ideas of like people being stuck up with their kids and their spouses and being out like because your support network is not always necessarily the people that you live with and and um it's difficult. We're lucky when they are. 
it's difficult to be in a situation where you feel trapped. Oh, and, dang, yeah. Um, and, like, I I was thinking about this the other day because I, I recently sold my car. Um, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, in any other scenario, I could just, like, get into my car and drive somewhere. And it would give me that sense of, like, freedom and not being trapped. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I think that this is really just, like, a learning lesson for a lot of people of, like, oh, my goodness – like being in quarantine, having to social distance, all this stuff is like, it's a real mind fuck. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I, there comes a point where I, I know that I don't want to beat a dead horse. So like I was saying on the live, Dude. as a witch, as a witch, I think we give power to what we talk about, right? Like. Some people who have an, a negative or a pessimistic bent, they talk too fucking much about what they don't like or what's wrong. And, like, to me as a quantum witch, everything is a yes. Pardon. Be that it may be controversial. Like, everything is a yes. What you look at, what you pay attention to, the choices we make, those are powerful things. And so, like, I think there's a point where we have to focus on the yeses and the I wants and I'm interested in and I desires. So I hope that um, the next section will be uh, an experience and those things that we want and the ways that we can feel better now. Whether thing that strikes the earth, a, a bug the reality of of wars and political and economic injustice in the world like feeling better is a way to feel empowered but feeling empowered doesn't always feel great immediately so there is a really rich and um dynamic relationship that provides an opportunity for personal growth and development and wisdom as hard as as it is and we won't want to do it every day but i'm hoping that um the ways that we will um, engage in um, feeling better, better than where we were and better for ourselves as a way to feel better in our community. I agree, Jeremy. I agree. All right. Well, I'm going to pulls out of my belly from this LaCroix. And when we come back, we will begin feeling better for better and worse. Activities we do, healing options we have, and the things that I worry might be a problem. Brilliant. We'll be back in just a moment. So much for feeling better, Sam. You're a little fucked up, you know that? That made me feel Not better. in a loving way, I know. Go get your fucking LaCroix, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, actually, I have to pee, but just in the that bathroom. We're back. <sighs> All right. Hopefully oh, that won't cause back. us. Oh, hopefully that so won't back. cause us copyright issues because that's still a pretty iconic. 
um, opening of a song. We're back. No, I think We're it's public. Back. It's public now. What, now that George Michael is dead? Maybe yeah, not as songwriters and producers, uh, babe. A lot of people use that. It's very common sound effects for a lot of people. And also it's on this um, royalty-free soundboard that I have. So. Oh, good. Okay, then I'm going to trust in that until otherwise um, told or informed. So, Sam, this section is what I wanted to call feeling better for better and or for worse. So I don't I don't want it to be the the more heavy handed issue of self care, but there's like recognizing the things we love and the things that uh, give us joy. Um, in the live that occurred right before we started recording, I mentioned opera. I have been so deep into music therapy, like I have spent years that when I'm not in like an uh, well, I guess I've kind of suffered from insomnia. A little more in the past couple of years, but I I um, I use music as a way of uh, alleviating those symptoms. I'm on a, the Mozart kick right now for bedtime music to get me back to sleep, um, and of course, like I try to like play play some instrument during the day. I I I've taken up this little harp called a lute harp. It's just a small handheld harp and so like of course music music is a professional um aspect of my life but i think the way i approach it it doesn't always have to be oh i'm playing the piano because it's me in alaska doing this thing yeah play the uke for whatever reason i like i could play the harp and be very vulnerable about the harp because it's a it's a new instrument that um, takes real finger coordination in a way that's not that's like the piano and the ukulele, but it's kind of a weird synthesis, and you don't get frets. What about the so, washboard? So like challenging. Pardon? What about the washboard? We don't have a washboard right now, but that's a very nice, simple instrument to um, engage in if you just need a little bit of that that um, Appalachian um, Americana sound that is um, indicative of the washboard. So what have you been doing? What what things generally bring you some happiness when you get to doing them, Sam? Well, I mean, honestly, it's hard for me to advise people on this because I completely fail. Oh, it's, like, but it's not it's not advice. It's, yeah, it's well, just like the reality like my, of, of my my of perception how your world goes. is that is that I didn't I like I failed. I like my defense mechanisms failed in terms of keeping me sane and safe. And that's why I went to the uh -huh. hospital. Like, yeah. so I mean, what I would say is I, when I'm feeling stressed, I take medication. That's what I'm doing currently is that I feel very stressed. Okay. I have medication and it has instructions on how to take it. And I take it within yeah. the time frames on the instructions. And I, think you know that's a definitely a different avenue to go down to if you i think it's great for people to try all sorts of different things uh when i was feeling crappy i called crisis which uh crisis is great um, are you familiar with crisis no i'm call, not call Do crisis. Tell. yes this is very important for our listeners and really everyone so crisis deals with a lot of things they deal with suicide they deal with um they just basically like if you're having a crisis or know someone that is having a crisis and is in crisis, you can call crisis and they have counselors and they can dispatch people and they will get stuff 
fixed or they'll they'll help they're 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 a free resource nonprofit resource that is there to help so one night i felt so out of control that i was like i need to talk to a professional so i called crisis yeah. and they put me i said told them what was going on they put me on of the phone with a counselor and it was it was great she taught me some like breathing exercises and you know she helped me sort of understand how i was feeling and all that stuff and it was lovely and yeah. um I, I mean i'm not going to say that it was like it, it it fixed me or anything like that but it was yeah. a really nice resource to have and perhaps for someone else it would have been enough um unfortunately for me it was not enough so i ended up a couple of days later going to the hospital because I knew that at this point, the only thing that was really going to um, work was medication. I needed I needed medical intervention. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I should preface this by saying like, this was like the first time that I've had this major of a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just finding those things that put you in that contented, peaceful uh can do flow or that uh that space so yeah i mean and you and you and you like uh you like the the role playing in the in the fantasy game world oh you, yeah that's very you've, important you've done you've um played D D for a, a while now yeah it's like three years yeah so like you you've had the things that you do with your friends and that you do on your own, you know, you're, you're well-versed in, um, in the gaming, in the game. I think, world. I think role-playing is also very, I remember there was a study a while ago about Dungeons and, uh, not, not about, um, World of Warcraft and uh -huh. helping people, um, that had like social anxiety or like social disorders, the things that would prevent them from having, like good and honest connections both like in public and at the workplace so they were trying to figure out if like something like world of warcraft would be a way to have an environment where you know like there is e-commerce there's trade you have to work together with people you're accomplishing things you're growing yeah. et cetera, et cetera. so it's like a microcosm but the difference is that like <laughs> you know if it goes poorly you can just log off or make a different character so it was like a really good testing ground for yeah. like, okay, like how do I like, you know, because when you do something in real life and the consequences are poor for you, for the people that you're around for work, well, that's it. Like you can't press, press restart. So yeah, I definitely think that role playing games are a really good way of, of testing out, of just testing out things for yourself um, and developing uh, social skills by putting yourself in a character's shoes. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is a way you know the way that um, actors and performers do, where like you get uh, various kinds of catharsis from um, either exaggerating or choosing or allowing different aspects of yourself or something that is unusual for your usual habits some either aspect of your personality or something that is maybe opposite or in a weird angle to yeah. um but you or others know about the way you you are or act or um interact um to yourself and with other people 
So I agree, it can be very cathartic. And it just goes back to me, you know, we were also talking about like um, that while I'm doing this organizing and some research for these um, seminars that I want to put on, is that like queer folks have been known to be very fluid about the roles that they've taken or just, you know, gender, gender non-conforming, gender fluid, gender variant people in various cultures for thousands of years have used this as a way not only to find some healing and catharsis for themselves, but also um, model and reflect that to their communities. And it can be challenging and there can be people who find it disturbing and it could be outside the purview of what is comfortable or no, even known, there's a sort of chaos and mystery around gender variants and and people who don't just follow the I'm uh, cis het and make babies at, due to societal and biological uh, 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 programming. So I think finding those things that empower us again, feeling better is about feeling empowered. Like you do, like you, like we are seen and we're heard. And we're also seeing and saying things that are our truth or that we're working these things out in a um, respectful and creative manner. So, I mean, again, like an opera has been such a balm to me because it's something that I wanted to do, but my voice wasn't quite shaped up for, so I just learned to really appreciate it already. And so, like, it's so nice. It's so nice to hear beautiful, rich, blooming, uh, you know, voices sing about such uh, such big or such deep, deep issues. You know, I I'm I live in a world of a lot of drag and comedy and 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 bosom buddies and reading and all that stuff. But I, when I shut the door at night or when I'm on my own, I really like processing my 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 gravitas those things that are deep and pull at me um so it's been really fun we do diva tv here uh where we get on the youtube and we find those like magical no bars held down divas like shirley bassey and judy garland and um we have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun listening and watching and kind of like uh, being inspired. That sounds wonderful and amazing. Um, how... I encourage it. So one of the things that I have actually been struggling with is um, that, you know, I'm in a household with a couple other people right now. You're in a household yeah. with, with Justin. Yes. Has there been moments where like one person's having a really hard time within this quarantine, like just like coping or anything? And like, how have you been able to, or like, how would you suggest to be able to be present and available if you yourself are also going through similar things? Cause I think that's been an issue is that everyone is going through the same thing right now. So. Yeah. The variation on the theme is um, we're having to deal with ourselves. We're having to not move around um, and not have those person-to-person, in-the-flesh, third-dimensional uh, interactions <laughs> that we as human animals um, need. So sometimes there's just 
we we stay in our own rooms or we give each other physical space because I think feeling I think what I've realized is that despite the fact that we um, do a lot of performing and we we are professionally felt and seen to be um, extroverts, we aren't really. Yeah, we, we 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 do a lot of things that are fairly, especially Justin as Alaska, he does a lot of things that are very public, very visible, but you don't see him um, squeezing and saturating himself on media. He's very intentional about how he does his professional work. And he's a very private person. I am a, definitely a variation on that. I like being alone. I've always liked being alone as a kid. I liked having my books and my music and when things went wrong at home when I was little, that's what I relied on, and that's what I'm relying on at this moment. Stop but relying on those books. Stop relying on my um, things that I love that can either be <laughs> helpful or distractions, yes? That's the thing. The medicine can be the poison, and the poison can be the medicine. We need to know what our tuning is for. Are we tuned for healing, for entertainment, or distraction? Anything that we do we can use and i think it's a really good hinge right like i use music as all three but it's never really a distraction because it goes to my heart and then it goes to my feelings it's almost never is music just a distraction speaking speaking of music can we talk a little bit about those tuning forks oh yeah when i um Oh my gosh! I just remembered that I have two Sorry, crystal bowls. So many and, dings. Um, so many dings. <laughs> and my everything's still outside, and it'll oh, be no. safe there. It's Is it raining? Day. No, no. You know, it's L.A. It's usually sunny. We had all our rain and clouds last week, but um, those tuning forks. Okay, so now we're moving into like there's no. there's healing. You know, the things we do are healing. They are cathartic. They are entertaining, which then goes borderline into just distraction and avoidance. We have Mm -hmm. the spectrum of things. So the tuning forks that I get from this this, uh, group of healers and uh, uh, sound healers and um, uh, uh, less, yeah, yeah. It's a biofield tuning fork it's a special brand they pride themselves on having high quality um like none not diluted by by icky ingredients aluminum tuning forks and so the research is that um certain uh, certain frequencies really help the human body there's um 432 there's 528 these are all different hertz is right the frequencies um uh there's ones that are like earth so like if you can't walk with your bare feet or with um un or with like moccasin leather on your the grass or can't have your feet in the sand then having this like 64.62 um hertz uh tuning fork and you can place it on your body and it'll give you the same vibes that that earth mother does because she's an electromagnetic creature and time space she's she's got electromagnetic fields we are we have electro electromagnetic fields with us around us through our biology through our nervous system so these tuning forks help balance us so sam you know i i yes i gifted 
oh, you know what? I gifted Alaska some, so maybe I'll um, I'll pull out one of the ones that I gifted her. Do it. I'll entertain while you're gone. Oh, they were right behind oh, me. So the one that I picked out is 417. And 417 um, is known to be a frequency that will um, help, like, help you let go of things or, like, help you, um, uh, yeah, relieve yourself of, of the thoughts or the feelings or even uh, tension in the body. So I like to use this one, and I'm just going to, like, strike it against. I don't have the pucks. So instead of striking it against a rubber hockey puck, I'm going to strike it against my elbow. It's a very pure tone. That's and very like, loud. And I can lend, Sam can see, I can literally like put it on my skull and a very pure tone will ring throughout my bones. Right? And it's going to send it all the way up and down from my toe bones all around my skull, down my spine. And you can put it anywhere. I'll do it again. Like I like to your, put it. Can you put it up? Uh, this is a serious question. Can you put it up your butt? Um, I don't know that it would vibrate all that well. I think okay. it, it ideally does best. Um, Prostate stimulation? I mean, whatever you want to do. I'm if it makes curious. you feel good, put it up your butt. No, not, not up your butt, like on your, like on your taint. Well, I get, uh, like the, the, the closest the closest I can do is like tailbone. Oh, that'd like, be nice. Oh, that would feel really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it on my tailbone, and I can literally feel, like, the partials, the overtones, and the undertones. They just kind of go through, and it goes, and, you know, I could put it in the lumbar area. Mm-hmm. I could put it in the lumbar area so Does that, that my pelvis... You smack it against your arm? Yeah, it's better with a puck. You can do it against your knee, but I just because I'm just demonstrating it right now. So this very pure tone, so that when we do... So Right? It's just like, yeah, it's like, it. it's really yeah. nice. So Sam, maybe, maybe for, uh, for your own health, health and benefit, I'm going to get you a couple of these, uh, oh, thank you, tuning forks. Cause they're worth it. They're absolutely worth it. Um, I forget it. These are things that I just kind of forget about. And like, you know, you could like, you can kind of see behind me, we have our altar. Um, I got Alaska. I got Justin a big, a big um... blonde wig. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> she has our crystals and, and tuning forks, and she has a big heart chakra. That's a beautiful wig, though. Yeah. Who's that by? Pardon? Who's that by? It's a beautiful wig. Oh, I don't even I don't even know. She had mentioned it before. It's like that episode of um, the Golden Girls. Where they're trying to find the condoms, and Rose is like, "What is it next to that? Or is it next to uh, that? Is it is it next to the an big anima bag? The big blonde wig? An anima bag? A Nestle's Crunch? Condoms, Rose. Condoms, condoms, condoms. Yeah. Wow, we've really sw- we've really done a sweep across the highway from sound healing with tuning forks to uh, condoms. Um, this is a fairly queer podcast." Yes, this is what we do. So, um, so yeah, healing is a process. Find, find, uh, give yourself a healing half hour. Give yourself a healing 10, 15 minutes. Let's, there's, there's, there's a woman, the woman in LA who I got my, my, uh, platinum infused crystal bowl with. She does, uh, tune up Tuesdays. Her name is Gerilyn with a J. 
J-E-R-A-L-Y-N, glass. And she uh, has a whole set of these amazing th- $1,000 to $2,000 a pop crystal bowls infused with all sorts of gemstones. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a dream for me, though. That is like it is a life goal to like. I mean, we really need to get you. We really need to get you a drag daughter named Crystal Bowl. Oh, I don't need drag daughters. I need Crystal Bowls. (laughs) Um, But she's got these amazing Crystal Bowls, different tones, different shapes, uh, different uh, things, everything from Moldavite and tourmaline to gold and, and silver. And she does these sound baths. So you can get them live from someone like me or uh, folks all around the world, or you can tune in to um, these well-known uh, sound sound bath masters. Um, but yes, yeah, so find a thing that will help heal you. If you need to listen to binaural beats, if you need to paint, if you need to just, uh, color in, do some that those adult coloring books, I'm definitely going to order a new one. I left mine um at the other place so it's now all packed up but um find things that will heal you color sound play animal light. crossing yeah i mean play tetris i need more play I with need your, more. play with yourself in a sexy ore. way yeah send me send me iron ore on animal crossing or you know as 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 someone who basically um canoodles with with um, male-bodied and uh, trans folks who I uh, who are uh, female to male, not exclusively. That's something. That is something I do miss. And so, like the last section, I was like, things we were saying, like feeling better for better or for worse. Like, let's just talk about porn for a moment. Yes, because I we will. Can talk about I, porn. Admittedly, it has admittedly been an on and off struggle we for me. Are, I generally don't. We we're going to talk about it. porn, but why don't we talk about porn right after this break? Oh, so you want to interrupt this whole thing about porn? Okay, well, never mind. Okay, why are we breaking it up? This is all part of one big section. Okay, and it doesn't fine. have to go on that long, Sam. That's fine. See, we're very we're very in the moment here at a fairly I'll cut it out. Let's we'll do it live. Okay, go. We're gonna do it live because like I don't appreciate like the way the porn programs my mind to only want certain kinds of bodies and certain kind of scenarios. And it's like I'm very picky for with what I the kind of things I wanna see. So like sometimes the the porn searching and the all the uh, the the cycle of events we'll just say can be a little uh, time consuming, and um, it was funny because I went on this this uh, this telegram what is it telegram app telegram group? yeah there's this you know encrypted for privacy group and like watching like the whole like tradey tradey uh trading genital photos and and the, the, like the whole pickup scene it's like let's go to a private place and like totally totally get off on our own and then there are like whatsapp things and i just kind of struck this in the past 24 hours i you know i i just found this thing and it's kind of overwhelming but it's also very heartening because it's not porn people are trying to be as 
erotically intimate and play and find that that for people who have physical needs um, to do it as close to closely and as safely to the real thing as possible. So that kind of snapped my brain. And also because there were different bodies of different hairinesses and different sizes and shapes of genitalia, I actually found it quite refreshing rather than like, oh, instant gratification. Instant gratification and spirituality generally um, do not agree with one another. And I want to make that extremely clear, crystal clear, perhaps. Instant gratification does no good for anyone's uh, psychic and spiritual development. So we can all think about that when we're on social media or looking for attention um, that may simply be passing. But that's what I'll say about porn. It's been a struggle. And um, I just can't wait to be with real people. Porn's great. I love porn. My favorite. It does it. It, it. You know, it can be didactic at points, but I, I think it can it can be an addiction. And that's just one of those one of those tangos that I know I can get wrapped up in. But fortunately, even like caffeine, when I you can go on the Zoom feel, sex parties, but I feel like, yeah, like they're having virtual sex parties now. And I'm like, well, at least something else I can at least drop into because people are letting it be known. And if I don't like the scene, I don't like the language, I don't like what's happening, I can leave and it, yeah. people are focusing on whom wh- whomever they want to focus on so it's a fascinating thing but then again you know i'm willing to be vulnerable here and say that like i haven't always felt uh extremely desirable or or like top, top of the heap in the cuteness thing and oh hear me so. Well, I have been, I have been more, the older I get, the more I'm like, well, fuck what other people think. But I was like, no, I do feel good. That was the wrong sound effect. Sorry. Uh, Thanks, Sam. (laughs) I don't really have to exercise you of these, uh, of these moments where you think you're doing something really great. And it turns out you're pissing on me. (laughs) But some people like that. Well, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I don't. Oh, this is I'd the rather, one I wanted. I, I don't, hey, Jeremy, I don't, can you yeah. can you talk about the thing that you're just talking about before I interrupted you with bad music? Oh yeah, but sure. Like I think you know, one of the reasons we have to be careful about like porn and and like uh, programming our minds to certain kinds of bodies and certain kinds of scenarios is that like we can we don't want to miss opportunities to be with really wonderful souls who we can have great relationships with in one way or another, but because they don't look a certain way or they, they're of a certain size or their genitalia are or aren't a certain way. And I feel like I'd probably preaching to the choir, but also there's a lot of female bodied and femme identifying uh, morphologically female folks in this audience. So like, thank you. I'm trying to talk to those folks who are maybe not as interested and or or borderline interested in and and you know like it's it's a topic all on its own but like I think that's one of the biggest struggles like I'm just I mean Justin will look at me and it's like yeah you're having you're having a trade tradeless frustration moment are you? It's like oh oh girl I come from a line of people with significant hormones thank you and with all these hormones and all this goodness in my heart. I can't wait to have trade. I would sponsor my own 
full blown love fest trade That's trade it. fest. But that can't happen until we're safe. Everything's gonna be fine, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Thank You're you. You're welcome. For it. Thank you for your compassion and empathy. All right, Sam. I think I've said enough. Jeremy, before would you like section? me? To, would you like me to send you one of my dildos? Um, that's a really sweet gesture. You should probably keep yours for your own use, and maybe I'll just have to work on that for my quarantine. My quarantine self-love project. I think this is a good place to end. We all need to have our self-love project. What makes us feel good? There are things that are healing and or um, uplifting and or entertaining. But being careful of things that program us to avoid and distract. Instant gratification is the the opposite of self-development and self-growth and self-love. It just is. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come yeah. back, we'll have final thoughts and our question and answer section. Pew pew pew. We'll see you in a moment. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a fairly queer podcast. Hi. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) Um, All right. It's our final section. Okay, wrap up. It's it's Q&A and wrap up. Yes. So let's start with our thoughts from our first two sections. What is your takeaway? Well, um... It seems like we, we've we've got like a a, a sequel to self care, which yes. I hope it will be for people, because we've gone through some things in the past couple of weeks. We're all having our ups and downs, and that and that's life. That's the adventure and the challenge and the struggle of being a human soul in a Earth mammal meat suit in the third dimension among many. So finding the things that bring us joy, that will heal us, that will bring catharsis, help us move and bring some balance to these cycles, things that will entertain us and make us laugh or make us think or make us feel silly and childlike again. But also watching that we aren't avoiding or distracting ourselves from the important inner work of advancing our souls. That's my take. Yeah. So just finding, finding things that uh, that nurture, that um, that feed our passion and curiosity, and even that will help us confront those things about us that we still struggle with. Because, um, as Brene Brown has written, there's always some not enough thing that capitalism, that modern uh, societies, especially Western societies, that we aren't skinny enough, or that we aren't sexy enough, or that we aren't something enough. When in reality, in the big fucking picture, we are magical souls and we're always enough. So no matter what kind of creature you might be, 
um, a unicorn, a manticore, uh, perhaps an elf, a unic. I probably already said a unicorn because <laughs> um, I love them. So whatever kind of creature you Jesus. are, we're all right. enough and we all um, we all deserve to be here. We are all we all deserve to be loved and we all deserve to have joy and have activities in our life that bring us joy. So that's my takeaway, Sam. What about oh, yeah. yours? Um, that, you know, uh, life can throw a lot at you all at once. And it's important to recognize when you've had enough or like when you're not like when things are beyond your, your capability to take care of on your own. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing that you should feel ashamed of. You won't, you're not defeated because you decide to seek professional help, whether that is psychiatric, yeah. medication, or otherwise. You know, we have, we, hopefully, I know that they don't necessarily always run the best, but we have resources in this country and, and in countries all around the world, especially ones that have universal health care um, for people that are having a really hard time. If you feel like you need help, please seek it out. Um, yeah. it'll be the best decision that you've ever made because it's better to just go and get to the root of the problem and start working on it than to just, you know, s like spin your wheels, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I wish I had done it sooner. I wish like the first day that I was feeling this way, I'd just been like, you know, I'm going to go to the hospital because I just, and I truly, I just didn't, I didn't see it, see it as an option, but that is an option. You can go yeah. to your local public hospital i would take i would be careful of private hospitals but go to your local pr public hospital if you need to talk to your doctor if you have one like do what you can to keep yourself safe because it's scary times and i don't want to see people going through what i went through the last four days so yeah. kisses we i love you jeremy loves you well, you, are love. you are loved you are loved and we love. care about you and we care yes. about your mental health yes. okay are you ready for q and a q and a yeah well done okay Earthy let's see royalty if i can get the first question up okay okay so in case you guys didn't know we Yo. do have an email which is a fairly queer podcast at gmail.com yes we always encourage people to send us questions and if we like them then we will read them online. So we do have a question from Lisa. Siansa. Um, yes, I believe she's uh, something, Lisa Photography, Lisa Jensen Photography on Instagram. Yes, that's correct. Shout out to that. She is one of our, she is one of our uh, Dutch unicorns, I believe. She's our esteemed colleague. Um, so she says, am I, my audio is coming through okay? Uh-huh. She says, hello, lovely fairies. Thank you for the beautiful podcast you create. You're welcome. Always a joy to listen to you and learn more. The episode about substance abuse and sobriety touched on some subjects that are personal to me, and you two had me reacting to you as I listened. But no microphone, so trying to say it this way, smiley face. The conversation about opioids I found very interesting because I have a permanent prescription for two different types. I am diagnosed with two chronic 
conditions, CFS. By the way, I will reach out to her before this is posted to make sure that she's happy with us sharing this information just in case so our listeners know that we do have her consent. Yes. Okay, so uh, chronic conditions, CFS and ME and fibromyalgia. I'm really sorry to hear that you have fibromyalgia. I know that's really, really horrible. Um, And my mom has that and it's really hard to deal with. So I'm sorry to hear that you're having to deal with that. Um, And standard practice with the second diagnosis is to prescribe opioids because it's the only thing that can give some relief. Unfortunately, my body doesn't react very well to them. With one, I either fall asleep and can uh, it can be difficult to wake up, which brings the risk of dehydration, and I become very, very high. Can be fun, but I can't function in daily life like that. I get you. Yeah. The tramadol, which I'm actually familiar with that as well. I think my mother might have mixed, might take tramadol. Just makes me feel sick, so only I only take that when I can crash for a few days and really need a break from the pain to stay sane. My point in this whole story is doctors can uh, give me a free ticket to these strong narcotics, but as a patient, you are also responsible to find out what is right for you. Yes. What's, what meds are you, sorry, I'm a little dyslexic. What meds you are comfortable taking and in what dose? I met a lot of patients who just follow doctor's orders, deal with a lot of side effects, take more meds. Um, sorry, uh, Jeremy was scratching his chin and it was distracting. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll get back to it. Uh, it's not just the addictive effects, uh, effects that the addictive effects are the problem. It's what we call the white coat syndrome. Just do what the doctor tells you. You as a patient know your body best and a lot of doctors don't take that knowledge seriously, but I think we all need to take some responsibility about how we treat our bodies. I went back to my doctor with a list of side effects, and unfortunately there is nothing else she can offer me uh, to help with the pain. I know I get older, as I get older, I'll have to take these strong meds more often, but I'm really careful about them. I think more people need to be aware they can learn from doctors, but they should keep the final control about what they do with their bodies. And Sam, that's me. I'd like to point out something that you said in the same episode. I don't think you mean it this way, but what, but why, <clears throat> sorry, but way too many people make the same mistake. You said, my sister is borderline. She is not. She has borderline disorder. I have fibromyalgia. I am not fibromyalgia. I am not fibromyalgia. Okay, I understand that point. Uh, after when you have often when you are handicapped in any way, there are a lot of times people will make your identity equal to your illness or disorder, and that can hurt you a lot. It's part of who you are. You also said that I like that. And no matter how much it in, will influence every day of your decision making, you can never be reduced to just one label. The influence of labels, all the different ones, might be interesting to talk about as part of a future episode. Okay, consider that. Oh, and I feel and feel free to use any part of my story for the pod if you want to email or DM me if I uh, to get responses. Lots of love, and always looking forward to the next episode. Wow, Jeremy, next time you're reading this, 
because that was very difficult. I'm not, yeah. very, I'm not very good at reading. <laughs> was it bad? That's true, Sam. No, it's fine. We do the real deal here. We aren't okay. trying to. I won't, put, I won't put our listeners through that again um, because I am dyslexic, so it's hard for me to read long form things. But thank you, Jeannina. Or excuse me. Uh, I called you Jeannina again. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, it's Lisa. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. I agree. Um, I will be more careful with my language next time. I do think that that it is important to make those uh, differentiations. And um, yeah, no, I, I agree with a, lot, with a lot of what you said. I'm sorry that you're dealing with all these uh, health issues. Um, and I agree that, uh, you know, medications affect people in all different ways. Um, and doctors don't always have all of the information of your full medical history at hand at any time it's good of course to provide them with that type of information but yeah of course things can have lots of different crazy side effects that uh, a doctor can't determine i i talked to my uh, my friend once about this because he had kidney problems and he's like how did my doctor not know that this was going to happen it's like well a doctor isn't going to test for everything all of the time there are going to be things that are only going to like sort of reveal themselves once you're showing symptoms so, um, yeah, I agree. I think that it's important to be um, aware of your body and take things that especially strong medications that you're getting from doctors, because some of those medications are very strong and very addictive, seriously. Um, so there you go. What do you think of that, Jeremy? Yeah, thank you, Lisa. That was a lot of very vulnerable information, and I thank you for feeling um, trusting and... Um, uh, empathetic to our whole uh, podcast family and community here. So thank you for that. I mean, my experience is that I've had most of my siblings and my parents and some others have been diagnosed with a multitude of either um, mental health diagnoses, disorders, and also um, some um, uh physical and Im immuno uh uh what like uh endocrine immuno mm. uh disorders like my grandmother has fibromyalgia i worried that i might be borderline fibromyalgic and the point you make is really it rings true to me so for my part yes um identity i i'm very much in the balance of identity is um as much a choice as it is a program and a belief system. If you, if we identify falsely with things that are limiting, like a, like a diagnosis of any sort of disorder or disease, like the, it's controversial to say, but it's a, it's a path of self-development for some people who choose it to be. For others, they aren't built that way and they identify with their disease, they identify with their disorders. And then they they build their lives upon that. That's their choice. Um, and I can only say for my part that, like, I think the best things I ever have done is no, I see that a lot in my family. I see a lot of them identifying with their limitations, with their bipolar, or with their schizophrenia, or with their borderline. They identify with it. And so they thus limit themselves to, like, radically breaking out of those things if and when any chance happens or is available to them so call it controversial um the same thing with trauma trauma does pull strings at our hearts and our minds and at our hormones and our immunology we don't have to identify with it 
That's the choice. It, to me, I say as a queer witch, we live in a free will universe. I can shut things off right now. I could throw myself out a window. But we, but we don't do it because we have a choice in what's right for us and what we know is uh, what we know has consequences. Free will is an extremely magical to me, divine tool in this reality. So thank you for pointing that out and thank you for agreeing and thank you for um, having your perspective in. Yeah. So Sam, also, let's go. Yes. One, one more thing though. And I like, I say this, take it with like a ton of salt because I'm not a doctor. Yeah, when we but, aren't doctors, this is this is a conversation between this is something members that you, of the community yeah. about our, our perspectives. If this is so something, please, and you you all know should know that like I have a high high skepticism of any like woo woo kind of magic science kind of stuff. I do. I take I really care do. of that side of things. Yeah, he takes care of that side of things. However, if you have been like thinking like, oh, maybe I want to try acupuncture one of these days. I have heard from some sources, both reliable and possibly unreliable, that acupuncture sometimes can help with fibromyalgia. So, I mean, like I said, I don't want to like give you false hope and be like, do this, it's going to work. But I've heard sometimes. So if you have like, you know, feel that that's something that you're interested in trying, um, I think it's also covered by health insurance a lot of the time. Yeah, it can. So be, Sam, that might be I, something you might might want to consider. I don't know if it would work or not. And uh, but I'm really yeah. sorry that you have to deal with that because I know that fibromyalgia is really super painful. So, yeah, I've had acupuncture a couple of times uh, with my friend Lauren in uh, West Hollywood, and because I get these weird, I get these weird like uh, like kind of like they're kind of like hot flashes. They're like like in my joints. Oh, they're kind of like it's. I don't know. It's kind of like a, uh, it's like a warm kind of electric kind of things, and I get jittery, which is part of my insomnia. And the acupuncture when I was doing it, especially like where I had like low back plus these sort of like nervous, like hot, hot pulses or these hot kind of flashes, um, it helped. So I also recommend yeah. that. All right. Um, uh, you have Janina's question. Uh, I do. Where Where is it? Is it on Instagram or is it in the email? I wasn't aware you were the one that mentioned Janina's question. I'll cut this out. So we um, have time. I'm to just going to go to Florida's because I am okay. going to see about Janina's question. Okay. So Florida writes um, uh, two questions. What traditions do I have for Beltane? Because that's my mom's birthday. And two, if you don't know your exact time of birth, how much does this affect one's natal chart? I will quickly answer answer these because um, when I can go to fairy witch camp, I like to go to fairy witch camp. I like bonfires. I like uh, consensual sexy times with my fellow queer witches. Um, I like drumming and drum circles. I like spending time with the trees and um, meditating in nature. Um, whenever I can have a Beltane celebration with uh, my queer witch family and friends, um, it really makes for a much more dynamic year. And yeah. I prefer my life to have a certain amount of dynamic force. It is a feeling of 
being active and involved in this reality as a witch and as a queer person. So that's what I like to do. Okay, if I if you don't know your exact time of birth, um, does it affect one's natal chart? It mostly has to do with the rising sign. Yeah, now, that's true. Now, I'm beginning a journey where I'm kind of honestly opting out of astrology. I think it has some archetypal... Um, it has some archetypal helpfulness as in the way of like there's different uh, elements and uh, different outlooks and these kind of archetypes have like sacred numbers and 12 and 13 are a way that um, the lunar and solar cycles can interact with us. Um, but as a queer witch, I am starting to uh, leave astrology aside. I think it's a it's a mostly an archetypal thing, but I would say if you don't, if you do um, find astrology extra helpful in its more detailed ways, um, do find your time of birth from your your county or whatever, yeah, or wherever totally the hospital records. They'll have most it. likely, unless there was extenuating circumstances, the hospital you were born in will need to have a record. Of your were you born the in the wagon? Sign. Were you born in the wagon of a traveling show? Oh, Sam, your timing is just brilliant. But um, yeah, the rising sign for people who are more attentive to astrology, it is kind of, it can kind of give you a different light than what your star sign is. So say like, say I'm a Gemini, but Gem Gemini's have. The, the stereotypical things or they have their departments that they or the lenses by which they view and act in the world but if i'm a gemini with a scorpio rising the the this the scorpio thing is maybe what people would see and you say scorpio in certain circles and either they run away or they immediately drop your pants and say do me now so like this is just kind of the weird the weird culture of astrology so, I mean, I choose to think of it more as like DNA and epigenetics and the way that um, the seasons that were born and the cultures that were born into influence the way we feel about ourselves in the cycles of the solar and lunar calendar. So that's what I'll I'm say. I'm a Pisces. Well, are you, are you um, in your dreams in a Fantasia? I'm and also Pisces having and I'm a Gemini yeah. Oh, you're a Gemini rising. So you you'll did, try you did, to be. You did my chart. You know this. Yeah. But you and Alaska are both Pisces with Gemini oh, rise. We, we're basically the same person. In an alternate universe, I'm Alaska and she's Sam. Oh, God, please. I can't deal with any more of that. <laughs> this is a. Um, I'm going to try to find Janina here because if. Oh, yeah. Okay, Janina. Janina, uh, uh, Jonina Bonina Brown. She might like that. Um, okay. Janina Sport. Oh, that's also very cute. So you do or do not have Janina's question? Because if not, no. uh, is we'll it in the email? Is it in the email? Uh, no, we already did her holiday question last time. But let me see here. Did no, we just not have a if it's in the email, it's in the email. Otherwise, we're just going to send lots of love to you. We'll, we'll check. And we'll get, let, let's check real quick, and I can just okay. cut this. <sighs> well, everyone, I just want to begin our wrap, I, wrap up by saying I really appreciate you going on these um, 
these in-depth journeys with us. It means a lot to me, like I said on the live, like it's really nice to have um, a tribe of people who appreciate my perspective and Sam's perspective and the way that we're kind of engaging each other because yeah. I was talking to Alaska last night. I was talking to Justin and he's like, yeah, you know, we never thought that when, once we got into our 30s that like we would start finding that there are things that we find ridiculous and useless. And, and he gave me a very important um, a warning that like, you know, don't don't calcify your your ears and your heart and your mind to what's going on with younger people. We didn't like that having being shut down by adults and elders before. So I think it's just I think it's the unique thing for me of like liking to have um, younger persons uh, perspectives because I that's not what I'm, I thought you were the say. oldest. The <laughs> I'm the oldest of four, so like I'm used to like getting fed what the cool kids, the cool kids are doing, even if it's just a year younger or six years younger. Like my sister Rachel was uh, almost six years younger than me. So now that I have friends that are like ten years and fifteen years younger than me, it's like okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I think I have. How I literally old, have how friends old who are like years younger than you be. 25? Not, uh, yeah, around there. Okay. But Sam, I'm not 40 yet, so let's make that a hard pass for okay. anything on that. And also, of course, I'm stunningly gorgeous, and I don't look anything near 40. So I'm you just going to pull, you don't look a day, pull my vanity card. You don't look a day past 29. Thanks, Sam. Neither do you. <laughs> <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for your listenership and your familial unicorn love. This is Jeremy from A Fairly Queer Podcast signing out until our next episode. Say bye, Sam. Goodbye. All right, everyone. Much love, and we'll see you next time. Bye.